You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. Hello everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. Guys, you know what sucks? What? What? Not having caffeine actually work. Yeah, I still don't understand why, like, you were so game to go to the store and get some, like, energy drinks when you you know that they don't work on you. I really just kind of like the way they taste, honestly. It's the only reason I drink them. They taste good. They're like... I feel like a lot of them, like the ones I like, they're like soda, but less like cloyingly sweet. Yeah. The only one that I have really enjoyed thus far is that Peach Edition Red Bull. The Peach Edition Red Bull was really good. Yeah. I liked the pear also. Yeah. But the Peach Edition just, I think I liked it just because it kind of tastes like a fuzzy navel. Oh, yeah. It it did. Holy shit. See, I also like the new, what is it? Sea, sea. Sea breeze, ocean breeze, sea something. something. It's right there. What does that say, Louis? Um, <laughs> let's see. Beach breeze. Beach breeze. That was close. Close enough. I like that because it tastes like the ocean water from Sonic. Ocean water slush. Ooh, yeah. See, I really yeah. can't say anything, though, about, like, soda because I have this giant this giant Coke right the here. The love's equivalent to a big gulp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's... It is literally, like, the same size as my head. It actually is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm holding it up to my head for those of you at home. That's impressive. Um, but it, it was fun just to take a 2 a.m. detour to the, to the store, store and be like, yeah, we're, we're just going to buy shit for our podcast. But, you know, it happens sometimes when you live in the middle of freaking nowhere. So you have to, like, make a special <laughs> effort to go to the store. And, like, 15 minutes to the store. And also just when you're you're in your 20s and you're just really fatigued with life in general. So it's, like, the most exciting thing you do is go to the store at 2 in the morning. True. Nah, that also just comes with being a third shift person, I guess. Oh, yeah. Though. Yeah. We're just working nights in general. They're it's just, exhausting. That got too real for a second, guys. It did get a little <laughs> bit too real. We should, uh, we should detour detour into the, into the fantasy world so we don't have to think about everything I just said. Ah, right. Well, I suppose I, uh, that's my cue then, right? Yeah, that, that's your cue. That's your, that's ah. your job this week, Travis. Well, From our so... highly scripted opening that we worked very hard on. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we really, uh, really nailed that one, guys. One and done. <laughs> Just like you always say. Well, I said that once. Twice now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, before I go over the topic that we are talking about, I need to make the shout out to the person that suggested this for us, actually. Yeah. We had a suggestion from Instagram, NewlyVO. That's N-E-W-L-E-Y-V-O. They are the ones, they messaged us and was asking about our podcast and was like, hey, this might be an interesting subject because it's a dragon deity. Yes! Okay, y'all are hyped for, like, dragon deity, but, like, VO. That's how, <clears throat> VO, that's how you know. 
They, they're like serious. It's they like, also have a Twitter that they followed us on. I believe it's at NewlyVO as well. I probably should have looked at that before I said that. I'm not totally sure. Thank you once again for the suggestion. I mean, I'm yes. sure if you went to their to their Instagram, like you might be able to find it. They thing. might, yeah, they might redirect to their Twitter or something. Anyway, thank probably. you. Probably. Let me see. <laughs> okay, so actually on their Twitter, it is at Josh NewlyVO. Ah. Oh, breaking out the first name. Yeah. Thank you, Josh. Thank Thanks, you, Josh. Josh. This was actually an interesting subject to look into and honestly a little confusing at first. As is many. Because I'm, I yeah. was getting two different names and I didn't read far enough ahead through the material as I was jumping back and forth between like five different things to realize that they were the same person. I was so confused trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah. We are talking about... Asgarath, otherwise known as Io. Okay, I've seen that name before, and not just because we have a painting of Jupiter's moons in our living room. Yeah. Greek, one of Zeus's bitches. Yeah, and I That's think- That's a very I, disrespectful way to refer to a person. That is, one, you. one of Zeus's many bitches. <laughs> one of Zeus's side pieces. Ooh. Damn. But I feel like I've seen that name in a D&D specific context before. Oh, well. I haven't. I've um, just heard of the moon and the mythological figure, not historical. Well, <laughs> it's more commonly known as Io for most of the stuff that I've noticed, but there are a few things that mention him as Asgarath. Okay. I kind of like the name Asgarath better, honestly. It's more dragony. It does feel a little dragony. Yeah. Well, I like the I name. have. Io better, so... It sounds a little more godlike. It sounds just good. Well, um, not only is Asgarath a dragon deity, he is the dragon deity of creation. Ooh. So, uh, in some traditions, like some of the stuff that you would find, it suggests that Asgarath is actually a female, but most reference it as a male. Okay. Like, I the mean, Io of mythology right. as a woman. To be fair... It's a dragon deity that has never manifested itself to anybody, so no one really knows. <laughs> and I also I like think it. at that point, it's like, does it even matter? Uh, no. When you're the dragon deity of creation, I think you're a little above... You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, you're a little above what, what humans think about gender, so... Yeah, it's... It's whatever. They can call it whatever. So I'm basically just going to be referring to him as a he. Right. Because that's, that's mostly what I found. Powerful figure, the guy. Right. <laughs> oh, well, okay. I mean, <sighs> I was not calling you out. Okay. I was calling our language out. Okay, listen. <laughs> or, or could be could be interpreted in a neutral in a neutral way, which means we're going to default to male. Exactly. You know. I mean, I that's just the way our language is set up to be. I'm not calling you out. I love you. You know that that's not how I am. Yes. You're very sensitive, but, Travis. Nah. Me think the Travis doth protest too much. <laughs> that's also a very uncharitable way to refer to a person. Wow. I'm sorry. You're just on a roll with uh, how you address people today. Aren't yeah, you? I'm just mostly just Travis. Yeah, just mostly just to Travis. To be fair, that's not anything new. No, not at all. Anyway, so in dragon mythology, Asgarath is regarded as the creator of the multiverse and of dragonkind. That's pretty. That's a pretty extensive resume. Yeah. Right. Like then, just make dragons. Made the whole universe. Whatever. <laughs> like dragons, dragon born, virtually anything that is of dragon origin. 
he created. Lizards. <laughs> Dinosaurs. He, he is actually mentioned in lizard folklore and kobold lore. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Like, uh, Lewin made a joke, but yay. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. I made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I can't believe it. Uh, uh. You were right in this joke, though. I'll. Wow, I was right, guys. I'll hop into that a little bit later. God damn it, Lewin. <laughs> uh, he is mostly concerned just with dragons and the dragon kind. And the text is a little weird. It says he operates out in the open so that nobody suspects his involvement in manipulating the destinies of the dragon kind. Hmm. So, like, he operates in a way that they don't necessarily see that he's the one manipulating things, but, like, his heralds and his clerics, they're the ones that basically do everything, but he's the one telling them to, which seems like that's what most gods do, but also other gods tend to manifest themselves in front of their followers sometimes, whereas he has never done that. Not a physical manifestation. Which is interesting, really, for a, especially a D&D god. Yeah. Like, they're big on the whole, I'm going to make sure that you know I'm real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they do theorize that if he did manifest, though, a single scale on his body would be larger than any mortal dragon that exists or has ever existed. Nice. Just a big fucking dragon. He's a big fucking dragon. That sounds great. Some say that he is a multi-headed dragon. (gasps) Yes, Yes. I enjoy multi-headed dragons. Uh, There is a pretty cool theory on how he created two other gods from him dying. I'll get to that. (laughs) No, we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, What alignment would you think that this dragon deity is? I'm going to go with true neutral. Um... I'm going to, you know, that's tough. I'm going to go with lawful neutral. So that's actually a true question. God damn it. Because depending on what dragon race you're talking to, they'll tell you he is a different alignment. Probably Uh, more more in line with their values. Correct. You would say, okay. Some will say that he's chaotic evil. Some will say that he's lawful good. Some will say that he's neutral. Also, I feel like in universe, they're not going to say chaotic evil. Or whatever, but... Right. But still. <laughs> Sorry. He likes um, our values, not your values. Yeah, exactly. He, he enjoys the, the pillage and the destruction or, oh yeah, he's just the most upstanding justice guy. It's basically putting your spin on the religion. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does kind of actually encompass all alignments, though. He's one of the few dragon deities, or I think deities in general, that take all alignments. So basically, we were right. You were right and wrong at the same time. Sweet. I'm, comf- uh, you know, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I'll take but it. I'll I will it. say that Taylor was actually more right because he is widely Woo! regarded as simply neutral. Okay. Oh. I mean, I was right a minute ago. So I mean, I'll you were. It. Just as a whole, most people just say that he is straight neutral, but he encompasses all of the alignments. He's known as the Ninefold Dragon as well because of that. That's such a cool (laughs) thing to be called. That is a pretty cool name. His holy symbol is fairly plain. It's just an unadorned circle, which is meant to represent totality. Yeah, I like it. The completion of the circle. Yeah, it's yeah. just a unadorned An circle. Unbroken. Oh, yeah. And naturally, depending on which depictions you look at, the circle itself could be like multicolored and like opal, pretty, or or 
fiery red, fiery red, dark and black. Kind of just depending again on which like dragon race you were looking at and metallics versus reds versus greens. We're gold dragons. We like our circles gold. Exactly. Sparkly. So the only way that he has ever made his existence known to his followers is he has like manifested himself in the sense of a powerful presence within their minds. Okay. Basically. So like they know that he's there. They know that he's listening because he actually will talk to them in the sense of, hey, I need you to go do this for me. That kind of reminds me of uh, depictions of God and like the Torah and stuff. Yeah, that there was never like a physical manifestation or it, what would be like a tangible manifestation. It's mostly right? just like a spirit, like a presence. That's basically him. That's how he manifests himself. But also, I'm just imagining like the priests and clerics that that follow this guy trying to sell that to other people and other people being like, so you're hallucinating. <laughs> so we need to go speak to a healer, yes. Did you take Shruma? <laughs> <laughs> or, or they're like, well, you know, my God showed up at the, like, the last service we did and drank a bunch of wine, so... And you're saying that I'm hallucinating? Yeah, so that makes my, my belief, like, more tangible than yours. But that's interesting, though, because it's such a theme yeah. with D&D gods is them physically showing up. Right. So he existed in what is known as the first void. Basically, this is a place before existence. He was said to be the only one who existed in this time. Of course, this is coming from dragon lore. So if you look at like dwarven lore, it's probably different. Yeah. But it's kind of whatever. The take on deities in general is basically that. Yeah. Unless they have manifested themselves and said, hey, this is what happened. You don't really know. Even then, I'm going to say it's not coming from an unbiased source. Who really knows? Yeah. Um, He also exists in the Shadow Void, which is the void where everything exists now. Hmm. So the void that everything exists now is called the Shadow Void, and then there was the first void where he existed previously. So, like, the Shadow Void contains all the multiverses? Yes. Okay, that's pretty cool. It's a cool place to live in. That sounds like... Basically describing, like, okay, so in my head, there's, like, the universe, the known universe, and it's, like, space and all the planets and the planes and everything. And then beyond that, there's another void that contains all the different universes. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. It's a very... Oh, it hurts. No. Yeah. (laughs) It hurts. It's a trippy thing to try to visualize. Um, His home plane is unknown, but he is said to roam on the outer planes. The planes of moral thought and everything? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it helps that we just did an episode about the planes. It does. But that's basically just kind of the little introduction. Now, how he created the universe gets a little interesting. Clay. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Clay. No. I I just busted out one that I've heard before, so. So there exists something called the Book of the World. This is in the actual, like... Campaign setting. Right. It basically is just a big tome that there's only one copy of that has ever been found. And after studying it, the scholars that studied it realized that it's part of, like, a holy literature. hmm So it was basically used at the center of, like, a religious belief. Okay. But this text talked about Asgrath and the creation of the universe, the creation of the dragonkind, the dragonborn... 
all that lovely stuff. I will be going into a little bit of the stuff behind, like, Dragonborns as well, because that's just kind of how this fell with the research. Right. Still might be something we can cover in depth later, but there'll be uh, a general uh, creation of Dragonborn throughout this topic. A little yeah. touch on it. Where did, does it mention where that book came from or who penned it or anything? No. Of course it doesn't. Yeah. Yep. That mystery. Some say that it came from a total different, like, reality and wound up here. Or, I say here, wound up in... There. There. It's the Toril, by the way. Uh, uh, it's, uh, Toril is the planet that it... That, yeah. The, okay, so Toril, it's Forgotten Realms. Forgotten Realms. It's from here. There, We Toril. wrote it. We wrote it, and it ended up in Toril. It's meta. Uh, it's so meta. Uh, so meta. It's so meta, you guys. <laughs> So the book says, and this is an exact quote from it, The world was still flat, here before the beginning of time, before Asgrath the World Shaper folded the cloth of existence into its final form. Ooh. The World Shaper is just so cool to me. It, it, that's just, it's so poetic and pretty. Yeah. So there were two basic deities that existed. There was Asgrath and one called Zotha. Okay. Asgrath created Toril. Okay. Zotha created what is known as the Crystal Sun. Okay, yeah. Basically the sun, in a sense. At some point, and it's not noted as to why, but Asgrath decided to cast Zotha down from the heavens, and Zotha was never heard or mentioned after this. Like, Zotha just disappears. Hmm. You know what? More more people should follow that example. Like, he just... He made the sun, he did his thing, and then he just... Correction, Zotha made the sun. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Zotha, I thought you were talking about More Asgrath. people should ask, like, act like Zotha and just oh, disappear. Yeah. He just disappear. <laughs> yeah, like, he came, he did his big thing, everybody loved it, and then he faded into, into obscurity instead of just sticking oof. around for too long and ruining it for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have made sun, too. Oh, God, it's so hot, we're dying. Why don't you love it? <laughs> Why don't you love it? So once he cast Zotha down, Asgrath was kind of like soaring above the world that he created, looked at it, and realized this has some very good potential. I mean, he created it. Of course, he probably thought that. He thought yeah. it was the but shit. for whatever reason, I don't know why he didn't like the Crystal Star. Because somebody else made it. Actually, you're probably right. Because Literally. there is something that he does later on, because if he can't have the world, nobody can. Oh. Yeah, there's okay. your teaser for later so, on in the episode. So, yeah, he really does embody every single alignment. Yeah. So, noticing this, he wrapped himself around this crystal star. And it says he touched his breath to it. He breathed on the sun, basically. Right. The sun shattered into fragments, piercing Asgrass' body and killing him in the process. Oh. Oh. Well, he died real quick in the story. Right. His blood fell to the world, and where the blood fell, <gasps> the powers of the world and the powers of the crystal sun mixed together. They mixed together, and the spawn of Asgarath came out of these mixing powers. Oh my god. Let me guess. Dragons. Dragons. Yay. Uh, okay. Specifically, red dragons. Ooh. Oh. His spawn were red, the purest of red to exist at the beginning of time. They weren't dragonborn, they were just dragons. dragons. Big old red dragons. So red dragons were the first. That's actually something I didn't know about. Yeah. They're not the dragons. best, but they were the first. They were the first. I got opinions. 
<laughs> After this happened and they, you know, were kind of born into this world, all of his spawn, it doesn't say how many, I'm guessing a lot, took to the skies and started circling around his body. One after another, they all, again, it says, bent their breath against the body of Asgrath, kind of shot his body with their... Also, they're red dragons, so fire. Fire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, it says, the skies rang with their lamentations. So they were mourning the death of their creator. Yeah. Like, they were born, knew what had happened. And immediately mourned. And immediately started mourning. Um, however, there was one dragon that withheld his breath and instead pulled a shard of the crystal sun out of Asgrath and stabbed himself with it. Oh, he was very upset. He was very upset. You say that. Not killing himself, just spilling his own blood and creating his own spawn of dragons. Oh. From the blood that fell from him. Okay. These dragons were not red, but instead they were metallic colored. Ooh. So, oh, so the metallic, all the metallic dragons. The metallic came, like, dragons right come after. from what is known as the Renegade. I oh, like it. I've the heard Renegade of the Renegade before. Is also known as Bahamut. Bahamut. Yeah, I, I know that an one. Episode about him. Yep. Well, future episode. Wait, but I thought, oh, there's. I have so many questions, because I thought Bahama was silver. I thought Bahama was a silver dragon. It didn't specify, but again, there are several pieces of, like, stories that yeah. have maybe the he, creation. This is just one of them. And maybe oh, okay. he became silver later on. Because he was so cool. And, silver dragons are my And also, guys. he used the crystal shard, so maybe that turned him silver. Yeah. And there's another story later that kind of has a whole different, like, birthing of Bahamut and his brother Tiamat. I know that name, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, no, you said two, you, you mentioned two figures, and in my head I was immediately like, oh, Bahamut and Tiamat. It was Bahamut and Tiamat. They came from Asgareth in one form or another. Right. I like this one so far. I'm sorry. Continue. So after he did this, he called out, I, too, have created... So he basically was like, I too am a god. I have created. Fuck you, dad. He's um, bored and he's immediately got an attitude. <laughs> oh, I love Bahamut. Just With his father dead. Yeah. Fuck you, dad. Except Asgrath began to stir after this. Oh. So all of these dragons, like, breathing fire into Asgrath seems to have kind of brought the life back to Asgrath. And the renegade took off. With his own spawn to the far reaches of the world. So he was like, all right, fuck the shit, I'm gone. <laughs> so him and his metallic dragons just left. There's not a whole lot of detail after, like, this as to what happened to Asgarath or the Renegade. It's kind of just assumed that Asgarath continued to exist while the dragons kind of took over the didn't their own world thing. that was just created, Toril. They kind of helped shape Toril. Right. And that was all from a book, which I love the name of this, called the Draconomicon. That's cute. I love it. Man. And this was from second edition. Missed opportunity because I was going to make a joke about that book you mentioned. Like, the I was book of make the a, world. The book of the world. I was going to make a joke about how it's the Necronomicon, but good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't. I was like, that's stupid. Shut up. But it would have actually been appropriate. It would have been. Uh, there's not a whole lot about what happened with the Renegade either. It's kind of just assumed that he went off and the metallic dragons did their own thing. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's a lot more about Bahamut. 
because I almost did Bahamut instead of Kelimvor. There's a lot to do with him, but maybe not as the renegade from this story. Yeah. Right. It might. It's going to maybe be another episode. So uh, whole, <laughs> maybe next uh, week. A whole lore revolt or evolving from this one because something else got created. So there are other stories in the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stories of the creation of Dragonborn are, for the most part, uncertain. Most of them are uncertain. It's just kind of, again, you look at the Dragonborn, which societies believe in what. Right. So I'm just going to go over these multiple stories because there are several of them about their origins. Right. One story tells that Io, this is where Io comes in. Mm-hmm. Io, Io. I'm going to go with Io. I think it's Io. I do think it's actually Io. Uh, says that he created the Dragonborn at the same time that he created the dragons. And I love this visual. It says that Io fused the astral spirits with the fury of the untamed elements. Ooh. So, like, took these astral spirits and these, like, the fury of the elements and, like, fused them together. And the process created two different types of spirits. Greater spirits and lesser spirits. The greater spirits became the dragons. And the dragons became the lords of this newborn world. Mm-hmm. The lesser spirits became the dragonborn. Oh, sucks to be the dragonborn. <laughs> and the dragonborn were there to serve the dragons. Okay. Uh, even with that, though, yeah. their kinship was still, like, a very close thing. But this was set in place in order to maintain the natural balance. There's the ruler and there's the server. Okay. Asgrath was trying to keep the natural balance of this by having one exist for the other. Like that, but okay. But they like it was nicer, like they needed each other, kind of thing. That's yeah. kind of how it was written out to read. Like they, it's not that you will bow to them. It's we were created to serve them. And They're they created to protect us. I mean, is a slave a slave if he doesn't know he's a slave? <gasps> wow, that's a dated reference I pulled. But. And it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, then. just I mean that's my, but that's the thing is like that's my interpretation of it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, like, it does, it's not that it's meant to sound bad, but, like, I heard that and I thought, that's fucked up. Yeah, you know? whereas I heard that and I'm like, eh, like, a, a balanced guy might, might, like, be into that kind of, like, balance. Yeah, but I heard that and I said, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. And I, I can see both interpretations. Instead of, like, the little, the Spongebob, like, imagination. <laughs> Interpretation. Interpretation. That's what this podcast God is about. So there's another legend that actually kind of ties into the first one that I talked about from the Draconomicon. says that Io created the dragons at the beginning of the world, and dragonborns did not exist yet. Okay. There was something called the Dawn War, which I will talk about a little bit here later. But during this Dawn War, Io was killed by a primordial known as Eric Huss. It's also worthy to note that Io is also considered a primordial as well. You have primordials, you have gods, and then whatever they created. Okay. Like the Tarrasque. Like the Tarrasque. fucker. So, <sighs> during the Dawn War, Io was killed by Eric Huss. Eric Huss cleaved Io in half. Ooh. From head to tail. Oh, wow. With an adamantine axe. Just all the way down. Just straight down the middle. Literally, it says in equal halves. And then he kept going. Yikes. <laughs> and he kept going. So Big yikes. These two equal halves actually then rose up as new gods hmm. known as Bahamut and, and Tiamat. Tiamat. 
During this, naturally, there was blood spattered everywhere. What? So again, this blood spattered across the world, and these are what became known as the first dragonborn. Okay. Okay. So he got cleaved in half, created two gods. And then the blood spilled. And then the blood made the dragonborn. Okay, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So that kind of ties in with the Draconomicon's interpretation. About how it was it came from his blood. Right. This is also kind of cool. There's yet another story that says he shaped the dragonborn and then fired them with his breath. So clay. kind of like clay. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I like that. He shaped them, fired them with his breath, and again, he spilled his own blood to give them life. And so- he... He looked at Bahamut, the, uh, oh, what did they, what did they call him? The renegade? The renegade. And said, this one needs more time in the kiln. <laughs> we should, we should put him back. We should put him back, give him a little bit more. This one also goes to tell that dragons were made after the dragonborn. Huh. And hmm. they were made solely as engines for destruction during the Dawn War. Oh, that's super fucked up. That is super fucked up. So Asgareth, or Io, shaped the dragonborn created them, and then during the Dawn War, made the dragons to help as just war machines, basically. I'll take super fucked up for 900. (laughs) I'll take a little bit of super fucked up for 900, please. 900 GPs. 900 GPs. No, 900 platinum. Ooh. Gotta get that platinum. It's high stakes. Yeah. (laughs) So, Asgreth was also prominent in some kobold traditions as well. This is where pronunciation gets a little difficult for me. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Just as a warning. Oh. I can't even be mad at that. Never mind. I'm just saying, I feel like you make that clarification every time you have to pronounce anything. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm, that's not a hit on you. I'm just saying, I feel like you say that. You know that. what? If they didn't make these names so fucking hard, I wouldn't have that many issues. Well, I would still have issues. What I think, It's not that many issues. What I think the actual problem is, is like when you're when you're like a smart kid who spends all their time reading because they don't have a lot of friends, but that leads to where you don't know how to pronounce a word. Like, you don't actually know how to pronounce a word because you've only read it. Yeah. And then you pronounce it wrong, and people act like you're stupid, even though you're actually super smart because you discovered it of your own accord by reading. Exactly. It's like that. And maybe you're like not even... Like <laughs> What? No. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Sigil? Yes. Oh, okay. But there's, like, quick aside, there's a period in Critical Role where Matt Mercer was pronouncing Sigil as Sigil, and people made fun of him for it. Because he had only ever read it and was never, he never learned it from being told, he just read it. So he read it as it was written. See, if Matthew Mercer does it, it's okay for other people to do (laughs) it. Exactly. Exactly. Words to live by. We all accept Matthew Mercer. Yes. Anyway, I should mention the (laughs) source material for this particular part with the kobolds, I could not find for the life of me. So I have to admit, this part was so interesting to me that I just kind of took it from the Forgotten Forgotten Realms wiki page because it was just interesting enough that I wanted to include it. And like, if it's not true... Then whatever. Then I'm sorry, I couldn't read the actual well, source material for this. Then whoever wrote this fake information should, should work for, for Wizards of the Coast. Yes, I guess. I mean, I don't know what it that, is. That's but. the uh, that's the uh, that's the takeaway here. So Asgareth discovered that a kobold state in the Dragon Kingdom of. <sighs> <laughs> 
Dereshtravertica. That's right. Sounds good. It was a kobold state called Derstrixerthy? Derstrixerthy? I think you just said the same word twice, but okay. My brain just stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably happened to a lot of people, and I apologize. Anyway, he discovered that this kobold state had been destroyed during what is known as the Rage of Dragons. Oh. Ooh. So the Rage of Dragons, as a little aside, was a realm-wide event where many of the dragons went on a collective, senseless rampage and destroyed everything in their path. Well, then. Me when I invite my friends over for a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do. Oh, my. That's what I'm going to call it next time I get drunk. Um, This This was linked to the appearance of what is known as the King Killer Star. Ooh. Basically, it's a red comet that causes dragons to go into a rage. Oh. There have only been, I think it said, two dragon rages, rage of dragons events, and this was one of them. So he noticed that this kobold state had been destroyed during this. He asked the patron deity of the kobolds, Kirtlemach, if he wanted to recuperate the fortress or transform into a permanent champion for his race. As kind of like a, I'm sorry that your state was destroyed during my creation's rage. That's do you do you want this fortress city back, or do you want me to raise you up to be a god for them? So a a dad went and apologized to his neighbor for what his kids did. Yes, and offered him <laughs> like money or a promotion or something. Like, or, hey, I'll fix what I'll fix your house. Or I'll give you a new house. <laughs> so which one do you think he chose? He chose to be a god, of course. Yes. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? I fucking love that. I just love that visual. So he chose the latter option. So Asgrath elevated him to godhood. Because he was just like the patron deity. And now he's a god. I like it. I just thought that was really cool. That that is really cool. I hope so that's true. There's something called the Days of Thunder. The Days of Thunder. Is it D A Y S or D A Z E? Okay. The Days of Thunder, it's also known as the Age of Thunder. Okay. okay. It began around negative thirty five thousand DR uh-huh. and ended around thirty thousand DR. Negative thirty thousand. Okay. DR. Oh, I was me. like, that's a very, very, very long Long period. Thunder. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> 65,000 years. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a long-ass time. I thought I did it wrong, but it turns out I did it right. Yay. So, it was known as the Age of Thunder, the Days of Thunder, what have you. The Time of Thunder. The Time of Thunder. The Thunder Times. It was just this (laughs) period where, basically, something called the Shadow Epoch happened, which I will also talk about uh, here in a minute. Basically, it was just like a giant war that happened between gods and primordials. Yeah. It left these glaciers that were like just all over the earth. And as they slowly started to melt because the Shadow Epoch destroyed the sun. Oh, yeah. So everything started to freeze and... Might be why it was called the Shadow Epoch. Yep. Yeah, maybe. Over this period of time, the glaciers were melting and they finally revealed this... Supercontinent, which there was some life on the world before the Shadow Epoch. It was basically an ice age, so right, yeah. it all got destroyed, like it was all flooded. 
and then the glaciers like melt. froze up froze. and then started to yeah. melt and it was just a huge ordeal. Basically yeah. killed any life that existed. It was basically like a great extinction of Toril. Yeah. Uh, from this, life bloomed on this landmass now that everything was melting away, but it bloomed in the form of creator races and ancient ape-like ancestors of humans. Nice. So creator races like primordials? No. Like other primordials? Different primordials? They they were... It didn't go into much detail, but it was basically like gods in a sense. Like celestial? Like no. young, like young gods. Maybe like demigods, maybe. Okay. It just says creator races. I just kind of took that as like a weird sort of... Oh, just a weird way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a weird way to put whatever it is. So, actually, you know what? Before I go ahead and talk a little bit more about the Shadow Epoch, we're going to take our break. Okay. Ew. Yeah, Thank I know. Jesus. Time to Google what creator races are. Hey everyone, gonna stop in here once again just to do our little plugs and then we'll get back to Asgarath. Thank you for listening to this episode. Hopefully it's been enjoyable thus far and will continue to be. I, I've enjoyed it. I mean, I haven't, but... Well, that's <laughs> not know. surprising. You don't enjoy anything. Aw. I enjoy like two things. Snoopy and your girlfriend? No, See, Dungeons gonna, and Dragons. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say sleep and food, but... Hey, I mean, hey, I think we've all just li- labeled off a ton of things that Lewin enjoys. This is the hierarchy of needs, like the self-fulfillment needs or Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and, and Dragons, dog and girlfriend, food and sleep. Yes, those are the those, this is the pyramid of Lewin. Anyway, <laughs> I have been enjoying myself, Travis. Good. For those of you that haven't done so yet, please go ahead. Follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram at Dungeonpedia. We post a lot of pictures from behind the scenes, stupid little stuff that we do in between our recordings of our episodes and stuff on our Instagram. Twitter, we try to reblog some art, maybe post some teasers. Retweet. Retweet. It's you retweeting. Reblog on Tumblr, Travis. Whatever. <laughs> we reread. Post. No, repost is bad. Retweet. We retweet. We retweet on Twitter. Funny posts. Funny posts, just random thoughts like my boat mimic thought. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, We also do have our Tumblr. That's the platform you reblog things on. (laughs) Um, That is also... (laughs) I'm sorry, Travis. That is also dungeonpedia.tumblr.com. We snagged the original Dungeonpedia on there, too. We have our email at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. That's where we remail things. Just kidding. That's not a thing. (laughs) It's called forwarding. But we take suggestions for episodes, um, long-form comments, you know, pretty much anything you want to send us that doesn't fit within Twitter's tweet limit or Tumblr's ask limit. Which, Which a big quick thank you to the people who have been emailing us those emails. It, like, it, I'm a little emotional about it sometimes. Like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Uh, thank you so much. I promise you those things are in the works. Yeah, it means it means a lot to uh to not hear to from give too many spoilers, but we're working on them. Yes. yes, remember to rate us and subscribe to us wherever you can. We've mentioned before, iTunes can be a little finicky, but if you can, we would really appreciate it. And you can subscribe to us pretty much anywhere. I mentioned in our last episode that if you have a podcast player of choice that we are not on just by searching. You can always go to our website, dungeonpedia.buzzsprout.com and copy our RSS feed and copy it into your podcast player. And that'll automatically update every time we release a new episode. Still a nifty feature that I was not aware about until yeah. last week. Right. And most importantly, tell your friends. 
seriously, word of mouth helps so much. And I can't, like, I, I appreciate how connected the Dungeons & Dragons community is and how much people just love to talk to each other about things that they enjoy. It's at the top of everyone's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> um, also, big thank you to Alexander Nakarada for our theme song, Blacksmith. The link should be posted onto our Twitter. It might be a little further down. I'll need to go back through and pin that just to yeah. Yeah. make sure that it's up there. But we might link yeah. is there to the website that we got it from itself. Freepd.com. Freepd.com. It's a good song. Got some other good music on there. He does. He's a wonderful artist, and I can't thank you enough, Alexander Nakarada. You're the man. You're the man. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening, and without further ado, we're going to send it right back to the podcast. Woo. All right. So the Shadow Epoch. So the Shadow Epoch. Yeah. Like I said, it was basically a giant war between the gods and the primordials, where the sun got devoured by someone called Dinder the Night Serpent. I like it. Okay, I like the title. I feel like the name is a little... <laughs> a no little, shade. like, off-putting from the name. Yeah. So, during the Shadow Epoch, the Primordials, which, as I said, included Asgarath, were imprisoned by Beto, who basically was promised, like, land of the new world and everything by the gods to help them win the war. So he helped them by imprisoning the Primordials in this whatever the fuck you imprison primordials in an alternate fucking realm or something i don't even know sounds like a very uh titans and like greek gods yeah situation. i don't know if that's maybe yeah well, i think i just got greek stuff on the brain because of io me too titans yeah. do come into play though Ooh. <sighs> you're just on a roll today with I, making just keep, the jokes. I swear i didn't i didn't know i don't know anything did you really look at my notes <sighs> travis i have a confession to make yeah i knew it no i really didn't so, after the Primordials were imprisoned, there's an amphibious race that were counted as one of the creator races, known as the Batrachi. They were just an amphibious, weird race. Yeah, and while we were on our break, I actually looked into the creator races. They're literally pretty much just races that created other races. Dragons are not counted among them, but... But that's because dragonborns were created by Asgrath and not... By dragons. By dragons, I guess. But humans were a part of the creator race. Yeah, and we didn't create... Like, humans didn't create anything, so I don't totally... I mean, humans created... Kind of created other races by fucking other other races. That's fair. And there were, like, the ape-like ancestors prior to actual humans as they are now during this time. So True. or it's like a or it's like an, an Anakin situation where it's like we're not gonna you're not really a creator race, but you can hang with us because you just <laughs> fucked a lot of shit up. And they also existed around the same time. So I can I can see why they'd be counted among them. And all of this information I'm getting is just from the wiki because I obviously didn't have time to go research everything on our break. But right. the PDFs. <laughs> but it's PDFs. like you can you can hang with us. Yeah. So the Batrachi basically dominated the lands of Faerun during the Days of Thunder. They had the land and the water because they were amphibians. Yeah. yeah. They had everything. I'm telling you, it's going to be frogs, guys. <laughs> so during the final days of the Age of Thunder, which was, again, around like negative 31,000 DR, roughly mm-hmm. around in there, the Batrachi were in the middle of waging a huge war against the Titan armies of Anam, who was the giant deity deity and the creator of giants. I like it. Okay. Um, they were losing horribly. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Giants. And little amphibianoid 
base. So they got desperate, and in an attempt to win the war, they got together and performed this epic ritual that summoned and released several of the primordials from their imprisonment. Nice. Including Asgarath. Good plan. A+. plus. So once they were free, the gods basically turned their attention from the Batrachi to their ancient enemies, the primordials. And started fighting them again, causing massive earthquakes, fires, and windstorms across the entire world that basically destroyed a good amount of the planet in the process. Nice. So the Batrachi might have diverted the gods' attention, but I feel like they still lost that war. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because of what Asgarath did. Oh no. During the fighting, Asgrath hurled a fucking ice moon at Toril. Like, grabbed an ice moon and threw it down at the world. Oh, a moon. A moon like Io, perhaps. Ooh, <laughs> I found the connection. Uh, again, like I said earlier, trying to destroy the world so that no one else could control it if he couldn't. I mean, he spent a lot of time in whatever sort... Well, I'm, a lot of time... How long were the Titan... Or, fuck me, excuse me... Were the uh, primordials imprisoned and wherever the fuck they? It was, I'm gonna say, around probably four, three to four thousand years. Oh my How long God. they were probably imprisoned? I mean, that's gotta piss you this, off. Because this ended the Age of Thunder. And they were imprisoned probably around the middle of it. So yeah. probably around 33,000 DR is what I would guess. Negative 33,000. Yeah, so he, he had quite a bit of time to stew, so... Oh yeah, he was pissed. Fucking pissed. So this impact created what is now known as the Sea of Fallen Stars. Mm. It is also called the Inner Sea. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as most people probably know, that's what's the largest inland body of water in Faerun. It's got a whole bunch of, like, amphibious creatures and stuff that live under it and around it. It's a huge sea, basically. But it's called the Sea of Fallen Stars, the the Inner Sea, the Pending. Why I mentioned that the Batrachi... Batrachi. You said it right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird word. It made you uncomfortable. It did. Uh, Why they lost the war is because this killed all of them. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. say that you lose when you die. It wiped them out. <laughs> so it worked for a little while. But... And then suddenly the this fucking ice moon comes hurling at you and you can't do shit. Toro went through a lot of shit at the beginning. Yeah. This is also known as the Tearfall because during this time there were giant meteors that came crashing down and like shooting through the skies as well. Yeah, that would make Like me. clearly if you're throwing this moon. There's going to be a lot of It's gravitational pull is going to pull. Attract a lot of other things. So like all these meteors were raining down and. <laughs> Shit was getting fucked up. Like Asgrath was fucking it up. But think about how pretty it was to watch all those meteors as fall di- to die. Dying. Yeah. As yeah. you're dying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in this particular case, Asgarath isn't known as the creator of the multiverse. This is Lord Ao, who is the creator of the multiverse in this story. How is Ao spelled? Ao. Oh, that guy. <laughs> I thought, okay, uh, okay, I'm so sorry, but I thought you were mispronouncing Ayo for a second. Nope, it's Ao. Okay, no, that guy. It is yeah. Ao. The same, the same guy who eventually, in like 13-something Dale Reckoning, got mad. 
at all the gods because he thought they were fucking around too much. So he made them walk the earth in their earth, yeah, not earth, but you know, made them walk the land in their mortal forms. Right. Yeah. Well, he intervened at this point. <laughs> <laughs> because he was afraid that everything was, like, the entire world was going to be destroyed at this yeah. point. Yeah. Prior to, he was just leaning back with a glass of wine, like... He was just like, I mean, they'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, and then eventually he was like... <sighs> and then Asgard fine. does this, and he was probably just like, God, all right, God fine. Sets his wine down on the side <laughs> table and gets up. Just, fine, like, fine. steps in. And he was like, all right, hold on. Hold I on have now. an idea. So he created a twin planet. <gasps> Oh, okay. okay. Gave the primordials dominion over this new world a called bear. a beer. A bear, a bear. A bear, a beer, however it's said. While the gods <laughs> kept dominion over Toru. Yeah. So he was like, all right, if you really want to control something, I'll create this other twin world. For you to have. You can have this. You guys can have this. Stop fighting. Go play on this side of the room. You go play on this side of the room. That's seriously how it sounds. Yep. But as we know from the Tarrasque episode, this didn't last forever because they eventually got pissed off again and started fighting again. Naturally. So it's actually kind of interesting. In the legend from, like, the giants, they claim that these meteors were actually giant eggs falling from the skies. I love it. On brand. Yeah. So this is how dragons were created to the giants because... All these giant eggs were falling to the earth, and they were hatching into dragons. Talk about a violent burst, right? <laughs> Apparently, there's also some giant like tribes that still think all of the stars in the sky are dragon eggs, waiting for the creator to release them down upon the world again. That is that's beautiful. Okay. Like, that is the most romantic interpretation of the stars I've ever heard. I am sticking to that now. <laughs> That's that's it. Fuck science. That's great. So apart from the giant's theory, there is also another theory that the meteors caused a drastic climate change, which would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, And yeah. that this sparked a rapid evolution of proto-dragons into the various dragon species. Proto-dragons. <laughs> so to the giants, the dragon species were born from these falling eggs. To scientists. To scientists, it was this change in climate that caused a rapid evolution from the proto-dragons into the dragon species. I mean, I'm into both. I'm into I, I like both. both. I, yeah. I like them both. Um, there's not a whole lot more information necessarily about all that, but I do have some kind of interesting bits about, like, the dogma of Io. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like I mentioned earlier, he cares only for his children. Children. Dragons. Basically, the other dragons, and he cares Same. about their continued existence in the world. Same. <laughs> so when you think of that, you would think, initially, he helps out the dragons all the time. But that's actually not true. Due to his embodiment of, like, all of the alignments, there are times that he will go and help non-dragon races fight against a dragon if that particular dragon jeopardizes the survivability of the race as a whole. Nice. Underhanded. So I if like he it. sees that this one particular dragon could potentially cause a mass extinction of the other like race. Like an upset like an upset in the balance of power. Yeah, he'll go and help these other non-dragon races to be like, yeah, let's kill this dude so that doesn't happen. I like it. He tries to stay out of the conflict between dragons. 
Like, if there's a conflict between different races of dragons, he'll try to stay out of that conflict. So he doesn't get in between it. Right. He goes around them to get someone else to, to do something He operates it. in the sense that they don't know that he's controlling their destiny. Yeah. 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 I like it. But again, if their fighting threatens the dragon race as a whole, he'll intervene to stop that from happening. Yeah, because certain types of dragons don't like other types. Yeah. Also. So because of the fact that he has such a broad and like all-encompassing outlook, he has very few clerics and shrines mm-hmm. than most of the other dragon deities, just because like they'll their, you know, alignment is this. They're specific and outlook is specific and more concrete. Whereas his is just like, eh. Yeah, I'll help pretty much everything. But even with this, even clerics of like other dragon gods will still pay at least a little amount of respect respect and homage to Eo just because of this. He will on occasion find clerics among lizard folk and troglodytes as well. Nice. <laughs> I love him. So there I are like clerics that. that just kind of happen from other races, All especially right. those. I got my new character. Got my new character, guys. And the last little bit that I find kind of interesting are the quests that he will send his followers on. Oh, pray tell. Yes. Uh, there are times that he'll task them with what seem like really random quests. They can basically range from, hey, go and decrease the horde of this specific silver dragon, of like Mike the Silver Dragon, by one quarter. Mike? I just Mike. picked the name. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like his name. Don't don't hate. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure that, that you weren't pulling an example, like something that actually happened, and it was like nope, that M-Y-K-E was... fantasy Mike. Nope, just <laughs> Mike. Straight from Travis. Okay. So like, hey, this Mike the Silver Dragon, his horde is getting too big. Go reduce them by one quarter. He's got too much fucking money. <laughs> his name. Or I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Steve the Red Dragon over here. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, he needs a little help in fortifying his influence with the region he runs. Go help fortify his influence. Yeah, I like it. I'm just I know it's I know it's trite and I know it's probably passe at this point, but just encountering like very plain regular names in the context of like a fantasy setting is still like the highest form of comedy to me. I'm sorry. You're you're welcome. And naturally, he offers very little to no explanation as to why he wants this stuff to happen. Of course, because I he's like a he's like any dad because I said so. so that was more my mom than my dad, but yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, no, you're right. We're not going there. I just like the image of him being a dad. He is such a dad. He is a dad. A dragon dad. So there's a, I mean, obviously there are several like rites and rituals that are performed at the gatherings for him. Right. One of the more typical ones is for his followers to mix wine with a drop of blood from each participant. Oh. And then pass the cup around for all of them to drink from. That's how diseases get spread, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is, again, in the whole like totality thing all of them are one during this right and the blood thing you know yeah well i mean the of bl- course well i mean there's there's usually blood but specifically also that that it was like the dragons or the dragonborn or both maybe in some legends were born from his blood right it makes sense but also the first thing i thought was that is very unsanitary <laughs> that is very unsanitary don't do that don't do that people 
Don't, Don't do that. Do that. Um, he does have several allies and actually very few enemies. enemies. Because of, again, his outlook on everything, most people don't see him as an enemy. They're like... Yeah, he plays the field so much. Yeah, he'll help us, or he won't. Or Eh. whatever, yeah. It's whatever. His allies do usually consist of celestial or fiendish dragons. Hmm. So, dragons. (laughs) So, dragons. If he sends a herald to assist or intervene with a follower, he will generally send one that is of the same race as the recipient. So, I like it. taking the example from the book, meaning that if, like, a half-dragon, half-kobold needs help, and he sends a herald to that person, this herald will appear as a half-dragon, half-kobold. Nice. Which seems like a really weird mix of races to it, me, if it, I'm being honest. It, yeah, same. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, as long as they're not outsiders, planar dragons can also be called upon for assistance from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, it's the celestial or fiendish dragons. But that's actually all that I've uh, got prepared for Asgareth. It was a very interesting and slightly confusing thing to research at the beginning of I the bet. research. Okay, also, to, to me, what I don't understand is, like, okay, Asgareth, whatever, you know, that's a fantasy-sounding name. I mean, maybe it comes from something that I'm not aware of. But, you know, like, it's fine. But the fact that he he sometimes referred to as Io is very interesting because the mythological Io... I mean, and maybe it's more to do with the moon, just like the the moon, because there is a little bit of that 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 came into the story when he like threw the ice moon into the planet and yada yada, right? But the mythological Io is very different <laughs> from anything that this guy makes me think of. And I mean, that might be where they took it from, because again, look at what his holy symbol is. It's literally just a sphere, oh. like an unadorned circle. Yeah, that does feel very moonish. Yeah. So they, the creators could have been like... <gasps> that's why he didn't like the sun. Ooh. Maybe that's it, too. I mean, I don't... I don't... That's just... Who knows? I don't know. But, but... Somebody knows. Somebody knows. Surely somebody knows, and they'll tell us. But, um, yeah, that just... Because my, my thought with Io is, you know, the mythological woman, you know, she was a priestess, and Zeus was like... You know, I Zeus, fuck that. Zeus did his his Zeusy thing, and then she got turned into a cow, and yada yada, which is not at all the, <laughs> the vibe. image. Yeah, yeah, it's not the vibe from this guy. Yeah, that's but not what happened here. It probably is more to do with the actual real life moon. I actually couldn't find anything suggesting that Asgareth had a partner at any point. Hmm. Well, given the way he plays the field with alignments. <sighs> He probably had a lot of them. Ooh. That's my theory. That's my hot take. Hey, it could be a theory because I couldn't find anything that suggested otherwise. So sure. Just we'll find a real... How... What? One of his scales was supposed to be, like, bigger than a dragon? Than the biggest dragon that find has a, ever existed. A real size queen. Ooh. You know? Yeah. Maybe. I Maybe. mean, I clearly know. it's not going to be any god since he's constantly at war with them. Right. <laughs> but... I certainly don't. It can speculate. It can be speculated. Virtually anything on that can be speculated. Yeah, True. because it feels like there was a lot of a lot of gaps, and also like this legend says this, but this one says this, or this race believes this, this race believes that, this color dragon believes this, this color dragon says this. What a, and the fact that he he never like physically manifested. Like what a what a mysterious figure. It's just so good. A mysterious figure that 
we have just typecast into being a dad. Just yeah. a weird dad dragon. That That's a thing that we do. He's a dad dragon. A dad dragon. Hey, you know, if there are any artists that want to take the time to draw a dad dragon Asgarath, like punishing his children, that would be great to see. It would. Or just telling dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Just this ancient, like, celestial dragon telling dad jokes. Oh my god. There's yeah. gotta be some good dragon dad jokes, right? Obviously. I wish I was funnier and I had one. Like too. how to crack an egg or something, I don't know. There are many <laughs> ways to crack an egg, something like that. There are many doors. Oh wait. Oh no. That's oh. Ed and Eddie. Never That's mind. not original, Travis. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. <laughs> cut, cut. <laughs> you know what? I think we're good there. I think we'll end it there. Yeah, I think we are going to cut there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to this episode that went off a, a little off the rails with the dad jokes at the end. Just um, a touch. Just a touch. Um, maybe we'll come up with some. And if we do, we'll post them on our social media platforms, Ooh. our Twitter, our Tumblr, our Instagram, which I'm having a lot of fun with. I've noticed. <laughs> Listen. I think we all are a little bit. Yeah, even I'm having fun with it. Tell your friends. Maybe they like dad jokes. Maybe they like dragons. Who maybe doesn't they like dungeons? Who doesn't That's like a different thing? Who doesn't <laughs> like dragons though? Like dungeons are okay, but dragons are where it's at for sure. For sure. If you have anything you would like to suggest as a topic, like this one was. You can send it to us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. You can send it to any of our other social media, too. We'll get it there. But if you, like, have a long form, that's the best place to send it to. Yes. Yeah, that would probably be the better place just so we can yeah. get all the information that you want or yeah. suggestions <laughs> or, or comments. Or if you just want to do the notes on the episode for us, that'll fit in an email. <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting. Take all the work out. That'd be very convenient. That would be. Anyway, thank you all again for listening, and uh, I don't know what the next subject will be next week, but you'll come back to find out, right? Please. Yeah. Yeah, so see you next week. Yeah, you will. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.